Welcome back to the Get Stoked Podcast. My name is Austin Stokel, and I'm your host. Just a quick shout-out to the GVSU women's soccer team. They just won their seventh national title and their 27th team championship overall. So congrats to the GVSU women's soccer team for that glorious win over in Colorado. And what we're going to dive into today is a quick recap of the Army-Navy game, uh, the only college football game of the week, as well as National Signing Day, who won, who lost, and the biggest surprises. And also looking ahead is the first round of bowl games coming up here uh, this weekend. We'll dive into those as well. As on Also on the plate today is the first round of NFL games on Sunday, such as Detroit Lions hosting the Cardinals. Seahawks and Rams and a couple other games to mention all here on this podcast. Let's get started. Kicking right off into this podcast is the Army Navy game from last Saturday where Army was going in at 8 and 3 expecting to be the favorite over Navy, but Navy brought it to them with Navy winning 17 to 13 at MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. And this game, from what I was seeing briefly, it was a very defensive game with uh, Navy kind of running the game for the most part. And from what I can tell, I it, Navy really held on with Army. And I was kind of expecting a higher scoring game, but this is mainly a defensive game between the two uh, programs and a very traditionally rich rivalry as they both, of course, are the armed forces. And it's this rivalry has kind of been rooted in our history and it's been going on bef- really before any, any um, before I can remember. I, sorry, it st- started there a little bit. Um, but, yeah, Navy now 4-8 and eight on the season, uh, winning 17-13. to 13. Uh, I know in my last episode I predicted Army would win pretty handsomely. And... <laughs> Uh, I had a couple of people texting me, you know, go Navy. I, um, but I secretly wanted Navy to win, even though professionally I said Army would win this. Looking at statistics and whatnot. Uh, but yeah, go Navy. Uh, I've always supported Navy. I have nothing against Army in this one. But thought I'd just do a quick recap of the Army-Navy game as it is, as it is a traditionally rich rivalry. N- not like Michigan-Ohio State. Uh, where that's considered the biggest rivalry in all of sports. Uh, but this one has a lot more significance to it as it is the armed forces, and uh, these guys go on to serve in our military after, after, and I say this with quotation marks, college for them as they are going through the Naval Academy and West Point, respectively. Um, but, yeah, uh, congrats, congratulations to Navy winning the annual Army-Navy game this year. You guys, you guys earned it. And then up next on the docket for today is National Signing Day. The best of it, uh, tracking the top recruits with a couple updates. Uh, this was posted two days ago on ESPN. This is an article you can find. Uh, but yeah, I, I was very surprised um, by one thing where Coach Prime, if you don't know who he is, he is Deion Sanders the coach of uh, Jackson State, uh, he managed to flip the number two ranked overall recruit, flipping Travis Hunter from Florida State to Jackson State, which was huge for the HBCU landscape, uh, something that we have not really seen 
before. Uh, yeah, he was a five-star corner. Travis Hunter ranked number two overall. Uh, flipping from Florida State to Jackson State, Deion Sanders flipping a prospect from his alma mater, Florida State, is the first time in FCS school history that they will sign a five-star prospect since ESPN started the rankings in 2006. Uh, that's kind of huge because a lot of people expected him to go to Florida State, uh, but then he flipped, now going to Jackson State, which is very huge. Um, but yeah, that was the biggest news out of uh, National Signing Day. And then we had the top 10, uh, top 20 with uh, Michigan State. Uh, they they are welcoming Tate Meyer as an honorary Spartan from the National Signing Day, which is a very nice gesture on their part. Uh, very respectable, in my opinion. As well as a couple places. Um, can't really describe this any better than I'm seeing it myself. Um, yeah, there's a lot of really great recruits going to every which way with Texas A&M taking the top spot. Uh, Michigan cracking in at ninth with them as well. And I, yeah, congrats all around to National Signing Day recruits on their commitments. I know Michigan had one five-star, and I believe it was between 12 and 15 four-stars and a couple three-stars in there as well. I'm not quite sure on their overall position. But I do know that they came in at ninth nationally with National Signing Day. I believe it was Texas A&M and then Alabama if I remember correctly. But if I am, I probably am mistaken. But I really do appreciate seeing all these recruits going to their respective colleges that they wish to go to. And all I can say about National Signing Day is it's all hype. Great for uh, getting attention on high school recruits wanting to play at these big-name schools uh, such as Michigan, Alabama, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Texas A&M. Um, but Michigan State cracking the top 20 and Michigan cracking the top 10. Congrats all around to signing those recruits, and we shall see how it goes next season with how they play. Coming up now is bowl season. Uh, the bowl schedule is here, and today on Friday, there's actually a bowl being played right now as we speak. That is the Bahamas Bowl. Uh, right that started at noon today that was between middle tennessee and toledo and i i believe it was a tie game last time i checked uh, but i believe toledo was favored to win this game over middle tennessee uh, i know the game is going on right now but i'd like to see toledo win this game over middle tennessee uh, i've kind of always been a bandwagon toledo fan in the mac when there's really no one else to root for other than uh, Western and Central Michigan. And then up next today at 6 o'clock p.m. on ESPN2 is Northern Illinois and Coastal Carolina, with Coastal Carolina being a 12-point favorite over the Huskies in the Cure Bowl. And I, I've i seen how the Coastal Carolina team plays. They've played very good ball this season, uh, being at 10-2. and two. Uh, I... Would like to see them win today. I'd say 35 to 14 would be my score prediction. And from what I've seen, uh, they've kind of hopped in and out of the rankings as of late. 
Um, not being ranked right now, obviously, uh, but I'd like to see them win 35-14 against Northern Illinois. And then on Saturday, December 18th, which is tomorrow, at 11 a.m. on ESPN, uh, we have Western Kentucky and Appalachian State in the Boca Raton Bowl. I believe I said that correctly. If I did, my if I did not, excuse me, I apologize. Uh, with Western Kentucky, App State, App State being a three-point favorite, uh, they've played App State. Uh, has played very good football this season. No one, ex- I did not expect them to be in the position that they were, uh, which is ten and three. And um, I'm surprised that the line is only three points, uh, to be honest with you. And I think Appalachian State will win this one. Uh, could be a close game, could not. Uh, but my score prediction will be. 42 to 35 so i'm going with a one score difference uh in app state's favor uh, but yeah go mountaineers uh, we shall see at 11 o'clock tomorrow morning then at 2 15 p.m we have utep which is texas el paso facing off against fresno state in the oh man this is a new one to me the PUBG Mobile New Mexico Bowl. I cannot believe that is a bowl game name as PUBG Mobile is a video game. It's a first-person shooter game. Uh, but that's not the point. Uh, Fresno State is a 11.5-point favorite over UTEP or UTEP. Uh, I, I haven't seen much of these two teams play, but I'd like to see Fresno State play and win this game. Uh, I'm thinking a 38 to 35 score. It's going to be closer than you'd think. Or uh, if you want another take on it, I'd say 42 to 21, just to kind of satisfy that uh, line there. Uh, yeah, Fresno State with the win over UTEP on tomorrow. Then at 3:30 is a little bit more of an anticipated game. Number 13 ranked BYU playing. UAB Blazers. Uh, I thought this was a very interesting matchup. I thought BRU would pair up a little bit better with another ranked team, uh, but that is not the case. They are playing in the Independence Bowl, and BYU is a six and a half point favorite. Uh, BYU's kind of played very well this season, being ten and two on the season. I like their chances in this game. I'd say. I'd say 42 to 28 in this game over UAB. Uh, but we'll see as they play the Blazers in the Independence Bowl tomorrow, 3.30 on ABC. Up next then is uh, 5.45 p.m. on ESPN. Eastern Michigan playing the e- uh, Liberties Flames. Excuse me. Yes, Eastern Michigan versus Liberty in the Lending Tree Bowl. And I... Uh, the, the line is nine and a half over Eastern Michigan for Liberty to win. Uh, I could see Eastern Michigan kind of come kicking it close. The, they're both seven and five on the season. Uh, but I do see Liberty edging out Eastern Michigan. I like 38 to 28, uh, kind of make it a 10 point game. Uh, I see Eastern Michigan trying to make a comeback here late in the game. Or early in the game, but I'm sticking with late in the game as they're trying to make a comeback. Um, but yeah, Liberty's taking this one 38 to 28 in the Lending Stream Bowl game. Then at 7:30 on ABC, 
This is the Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl in Los Angeles, in Inglewood, to be more specific, at SoFi Stadium. We have Utah State playing Oregon State, with Oregon State being a seven-point favorite over Utah State. Uh, Utah State coming fresh off of their Mountain West Bowl championship victory over San Diego State, uh, 10-3 Utah State and Oregon State. I know I'm looking at the line, which is Oregon State being a seven-point favorite over the Mountain West champions. Uh, I I really like Utah State with this one. The whole state of Utah has really just been dominant this season, considering Utah just dismantled Oregon earlier this season. Uh, but yeah, I like Utah State with this line upset, uh, given that they are looking like the better team. Uh, I'm taking this is going to be a close game in my opinion. I'd say 28-21 or uh, Utah State uh, with this game. Again, this is at 7:30 on ABC. And then at 9:15 to round out the last of the bowl games on Saturday is number 23 Louisiana taking on Marshall in the Carriers New Orleans the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl, excuse me. And Louisiana is a 4-point favorite. I know Marshall's kind of been a team that has kind of hung on for most games. Uh being 7 and 5, uh, they lost a couple close games. And I, I like Louisiana in this game, even though it's a four-point favorite. Uh, I'd say 28 to 24 in this game. It's going to be a low, lower scoring game, excuse me. And uh, we'll, I think Marshall's going to give him a good fight. But ultimately, Louisiana is going to ultimately take this game as well. This is on 915 on ESPN. And then a quick look ahead on Monday. Uh, yes, there are a couple Monday, Tuesday games, and then next week we'll do a recap of the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday games. Uh, Monday is at 2.30 p.m. on ESPN. Old Dominion versus Tulsa. This is the Myrtle Beach Bowl presented by Tax Act. Uh, Tulsa is a nine-point favorite. Uh, they're both 6-6 coming into this matchup. And uh, I know Tulsa kind of hung close with Oklahoma earlier this season. Uh, I do like uh, Tulsa winning this game. I think it's going to be 35 to 21 Tulsa. And uh, yeah, no, that should be an interesting matchup, even though they're both 6 6. Tulsa winning this one 35 to 21 over Old Dominion. And then on Tuesday, we have two games. Uh, the first one being 3 30 p.m. on ESPN, which is Kent State taking on Wyoming in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. That's always been a favorite bowl game of mine. That's never been a New Year's Six game. Uh, but this one, uh, Wyoming is a three-point favorite over Kent State. Uh, I haven't seen much of Wyoming. Uh, I'm sure. I'm not sure if anyone really has. Uh, Wyoming's kind of been one of those teams that's just been out there. Uh, I'd see Kent State. They could take this one. They really could. Uh, but with Wyoming being a three-point favorite, I'm going to give the edge to Wyoming. I'm saying 38-35 at the end in Wyoming's favor. Uh, I do kind of want to see Kent State take over and upset Wyoming, even though it's not really going to be an upset. Uh, I just like to say it is. Uh, But I think Wyoming's going to take this one initially, 38-35. And then up next at third, uh, excuse me, on 7.30 on ESPN, is UTSA against number 24, San Diego State. 
Uh, they are in the Tropical Smoothie Cafe Frisco Bowl in Frisco, Texas. And UTSA is a two-point favorite over the 24th ranked San Diego State Aztecs. UTSA being 12-1 and and San Diego State being 11-2. and <clears throat> Excuse me. I think this game is going to be a close game considering how well these two teams have played and how well UTSA has played even though San Diego State has they lost to Utah State in the Mountain Bowl Championship, Mountain West Bowl Championship. And I I think UTSA could edge out San Diego State. I'm thinking it's going to be a lower scoring game. I could see 31 to 28 uh in this game. But I can I can also see this going either way really uh with San Diego State edging out UTSA as well. But I'm going with 31 to 28 UTSA. Again, this is at 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. Changing directions now to the NFL. Uh, just a quick look at their schedule. Uh, last night, which was Thursday, uh, Kansas City was at Los Angeles, where Kansas City won 34-28 in overtime. Patrick Mahomes having 410 yards, three touchdowns, and one interception. I know that one because he is on my fantasy team, and he balled out for me. Uh, quick shout out to my fantasy league. Uh, good luck in the playoffs. Uh, I know I'm not going to win, but yeah, I just wanted to say Patrick Mahomes is doing well for me, and I hope you guys win your games, whoever you're playing. Uh, anyways, uh, on Saturday, there's a couple games on Saturday. Uh, Las Vegas is at Cleveland. Uh, that's at 4.30 p.m. And then New England at Indianapolis at 8.15 on Saturday. Uh, considering that college football is mostly not being played on Saturdays anymore. Uh, with Las Vegas and Cleveland, I really like those uh, odds with Las Vegas, considering that Cleveland is experiencing a lot of uh, COVID outbreaks and a lot of their players that have COVID, uh, including a lot of their star players. Uh, so I, that's really unfortunate, considering that the NFL is kind of changing up the rules a little bit with their COVID protocols. And I I have to go with Las Vegas. They seem like the healthier team. Uh, they've been in a slump as of late. Uh, I really like them coming into Cleveland and just kind of, I don't, I don't know. It's it's kind of weird with all this COVID stuff. Uh, but I, I'd take Las Vegas over Cleveland, 35-28. Uh, to 28. It's going to be a close game. And then New England at Indianapolis. Uh, Jonathan Taylor's just been an absolute beast of a running back for Indianapolis. I know uh, earlier this season he scored 50 points for fantasy, which was outrageously um, high for a running back. Uh, I do like Indy. Uh, I do like Indy, but I'm going with New England on this one. They seem the favorite to me. It's uh, I can see New England's defense kind of stopping the run a little bit more. Uh, I'd have to say 42-35 for New England to come in in Lucas Oil Stadium uh, for that one. And then going over to Sunday, uh, kicking things off, uh, Arizona at Detroit, uh, 1 1 o'clock on Fox. Uh, Arizona, I got to hand it to them. They're definitely the more complete team. Uh, I'd say uh, 42-14 Arizona. Uh, with this one of the Lions. And then another game I like seeing is Seattle at Los Angeles with Los Angeles being a four-point favorite. 
uh, 4:25 p.m. on Fox. Uh, you know, I know I like the Seattle team; they're starting to get their groove on. But I could see Los Angeles kind of stopping their momentum. I have to go with Los Angeles. Matt Stafford all the way. Uh, I can see uh, I, this. This could be a low, lower scoring game, but more of a defensive stand. Um, I say 35 to 21 in Los Angeles' favor. Uh, another big game that Sunday: uh, Cincinnati at Denver. Uh, the Bengals have been they've been inconsistent, but they've been good. Uh, Denver has also been inconsistent, but good as well. Coming off a huge win over uh, Detroit at home, uh, I I gotta take Denver with a home field home yeah home field advantage. Uh, I could see this going uh, 35 to 31 uh, in Denver's favor. I really like how Denver has been playing lately. And 35-31 Denver. And then another big game I really like to see, New Orleans at Tampa Bay. I know New Orleans has kind of struggled lately. Uh, Tampa Bay has been almost red hot. Uh, I like Tampa Bay with this one. Just because I have Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans on my fantasy team, uh, I'd say 48-21 to 21 or 24. Couldn't it may not even get that high of a scoring game? Honestly, it could be a very defensive game, along with others. Uh, but I'm going with 48 to 21 Tampa Bay. Uh, I like to see Leonard Fournette and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin kind of just run the field. And I hope Leonard Fournette gets more than 20 points for me. That would be nice. Uh, but yeah, 48 to 21 Tampa Bay is what I'm going. And that's just some of the games on the NFL slate for this weekend. Kind of transitioning over to men's basketball in NCAA for a hot second. Uh, we have a couple good matchups this weekend, starting off with number nine Villanova at Creighton. That's 8 o'clock p.m. on FS1. Uh, I've seen Creighton play. I've seen Villanova play. I like how they both play very physical ball. Uh, given that Villanova's ranked number nine, and Creighton has been very good at home this season, uh, I have to stick with Villanova on this one. I would like to see an upset. I think that's possible. Uh, but Vill- Villanova, to me, looks more like a complete team to me. Um, as Creighton is also a complete team. But physically and just how Villanova's been playing, they've just been playing a lot better ball than Creighton. I like Villanova winning this one. 86-73, uh, to 73, Villanova's favored. And then on Saturday, we have Michigan hosting uh, Northern Utah, I believe it is. And Michigan is, they've been struggling lately. Uh, I th- They were projected to be a very top uh, 10 team, very good top 10 team. Um, but unfortunately, they've struggled with their most recent loss being to Minnesota. And they're, excuse me, playing Southern Utah. And that is 7 o'clock p.m. at the Big Ten Network. I hope they get the rebound on this game. Uh, they they really need it to try to become a more f- complete team and a little bit more well-balanced team. They have the players. They just have not clicked as much as everyone would thought they would, given they have uh, Diabate and Houston on their team. I like Michigan. 67-54 uh, to 54 is my score projection. Projection, excuse me. And, you know, I... About Michigan's basketball team, I know John Howard's trying his best with what he has, and 
this is a, a lot younger team than what he's worked with in the past. Uh, last year, they were a very solid team. Um, but I'd like to see them get the win on this. I hope they do. Um, but yeah, that was my score prediction. And let's see if Michigan can win this game. Uh, yeah, go blue on this one. And coming up later, let's see here. We have games such as Stephen F. Austin at Kansas, uh, 19, 19 LSU at Louisiana Tech, Oklahoma State and Houston, North Carolina and Kentucky. Well, that should be a good game. North Carolina, Kentucky, two Blue Bloods going at it, 5.30 p.m. CBS on Saturday. Uh, Kentucky, I'm going to have to go with the Wildcats on this one. Uh, 90 to 76, I'm saying. Uh, North Carolina has been good, but Kentucky has been better with Cal Perry, of course, coaching. You know, North Carolina really took a hit with Williams retiring. A great run at the head coach position, but I'm sticking with Kentucky on this one as well. And I would just like to get a quick shout out to Steph Curry, who overtook Ray Allen as the leading scorer in three points. And uh, he he now leads the whole league and um, three-pointers made, uh, just passing uh, Ray Allen. I think it was 2,974 is what he last had. Uh, that is a great accomplishment for Steph Curry, uh, given now he's arguably the best shooter of all time. Um, I know he didn't want to have that said about him before, but now he's saying it now. Uh, props to Ray Allen for holding it for so long. Uh, Steph Curry kind of did it in the in half of the games. Uh, Ray Allen did with I believe it was 978 games. And frankly, this was an impressive feat. It really is to be the overall top shooter of all time, basically. And he's not slowing down whatsoever. I think he's gonna break 3,000 easily before the All Star break. And he's he's what 10, 11 years in in the NBA, and he's he's been balling out ever since he got in. Basically, ever since he started at Davidson uh, when he was in college, he was just absolute absolutely electric, and he still is. And he's leading the Warriors uh, with a twenty three, twenty four, and five record. Um, they are arguably the hottest team right now outside of Phoenix. And they don't even have Clay Thompson yet. Uh, they are looking just as good as they did in the 2016-17 campaign. And with Clay Thompson and James Wiseman back, I think they're going to just be absolutely dominating. Uh, they're not as big as they used to be in p- recent years, but they <laughs> they are still so good. Uh, I really like the Warriors right now. They are they're my team, other than... The Pistons, uh, I know the Pistons haven't been doing that great, but Cade Cunningham has just been balling out in his rookie season. Uh, props to Cade Cunningham. Uh, but props to Steph Curry for taking over the sh- uh, shooting record all time, three points made. Uh, congrats to you, Steph Curry. Keep balling out, bro. Um, we, I'd like to see you break the 3,000 mark. The first one to do it. Uh, I'd like to see you do it before All-Star break. We'll see if you do it. Um, again, it's still kind of early in the NBA season uh, with Warriors having the best record. 23-5 uh, and five it is, and they're playing Boston tonight at 7.30 p.m. on ESPN. Boston being 
and I'd like to see the Warriors win this away game. I know Boston's been struggling, but uh, let's go. Let's go, Steph. Let's go, Warriors. Uh, get this dub. Continue shooting threes. Continue just being absolutely dominating and best shooter of all time. Congrats. That is all I have for today. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Uh, be Next week, we are taking a break to observe the Christmas holiday. Uh, we shall be back, I think, New Year's. Uh, it would be the next time that we are back here. Um, but yes, there will be no episode next weekend in observance of the Christmas holiday. Uh, we will be back New Year's Eve to cover a whole lot of football, a whole lot of basketball, and a lot of news coverages that has uh, news breaking, breaking news rather, that has broken. Uh, but I hope everyone has a fantastic Christmas, a very lovely Christmas, a safe Christmas. Uh, go Blue as always. Go Warriors, go Pistons. Uh, whoever you root for, I hope they win. If they lose close, I hope they can get back on their feet. But we will see you all uh, New Year's Eve. Uh, have a Merry Christmas, and we shall see you all soon.